0: Mama, let me take this patch
1: off.
0: Mm-hmm. Can you see?
2: <laughs> Can you see? <laughs> see her oh yeah, you're
1: gonna see her husband again.
3: Welcome back to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, where we take you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham, and today we're going to East Africa. What you just heard was the joy and the celebration of patients opening their eyes for the first time after cataract surgery. This surgery, which takes just 10 to 15 minutes to complete, is unavailable in South Sudan. Men and women suffer for years with cataracts that would be quickly removed if they lived in the U.S. or another Western country. But left untreated, the cataracts progress to the point of complete blindness. And after years of living in darkness, Samaritan's Purse has restored their vision. As our doctors and nurses peeled back their eye patches, uh, patients break into song and dance, praising God for their eyesight. Caitlin, one of our podcast correspondents, recently went with the cataract team to South Sudan, where Samaritan's Purse was conducting a week-long mission. As cataracts were removed, patients were both literally and spiritually brought from darkness into light. First, Caitlin sat down with Karen Daniels, the program manager, to hear more about this project
2: cataracts is one of the the most common causes of blindness worldwide in in the global south particularly you know there's no access and so these people come progressively blind to the point where they're actually they cannot see healthy independent people suddenly have become dependent on their family for food and for income and and it's just a huge uh you know, it just takes them to a place of such great depression, and um, and basically, they feel like their life as they know it is over, and it really is in some ways. And you know, and so there's just not enough access, or funds, or money, or availability, or even knowledge of how to access care.
1: When so you quit, so she said life was not that easy. Life, life was not easy because uh, the, my children they were not really cooperating with me so they sometimes i go to another son of mine sometimes when he get tired of me i go to one of my daughter she get tired of me and then i go to another uh, daughter of mine she get tired of me as you can see now the the only my grandchildren that the one who trouble to uh, to Malone and take me from there to here they they love me but uh, you know for me to be blind for 13 years it really consume a lot of their times, and I don't blame them, but it was not that easy for me to be blind for 13 years.
3: I love how Dr. Dan Graydon, one of our ophthalmologists working on the mission, broke it down in such a tangible way.
0: There's a relative shortage of surgeons in this part of the world. There's literally thousands of surgeons in the US who can do cataract surgery. In this country, there might be half a dozen at the most, and and that's for a population of about 10 million, so the people in the rural areas just don't get care. They just, they, either, they rem, either they remain blind or a group like us will come and, and do surgery on them.
3: Samaritan's Purse partnered with Indeed and Truth Ministries to set up this clinic. Susie, the director, she's Australian, but she's lived in South Sudan for 23 years, and she's dedicated her
4: life to serving the people in the village of Tanj. When we announced that we were doing cataract surgery here this week, uh, what I do know is patients were coming from a 100-mile radius walking, and you have to understand that because they're blind and uh, they've, they're they coming with a carer and usually they're holding one end of a stick and that is holding the other end of the stick and they're leading them um, and they really cannot see anything.
1: It was not that easy for me to be led for, for five days because someone was holding my stick and I have to follow it.
4: Here in South Sudan, it's life-changing. Like, Where would they get an opportunity to get this done? In a safe environment um, with expert surgeons, um, where there's follow-up care. And, uh, and I think that's what make- makes it so unique that we're doing this. Uh, and, and usually when you hear about any type of surgery happening, uh, you've got to go to them and now these people are
2: coming to us so this is really this is really special so we're in tanj south sudan in Warap state it's a fly-in community uh, which is kind of unique so everything has to be brought in by air and pre-packed according to cargo weights and very specific weights and things on how we can get everything in so it's quite remote in the grand scheme of you couldn't access it really by road, due to security and impassability because of rainy season.
3: It's in these remote corners of the world where needs are often the greatest. Sam Powdrill, one of the surgeons, said it's unlike anything he's ever seen before.
2: Here in Tonj, I think part of it is just the volume of people that are very, very blind. I mean, we're not talking, Doc, I can't see to drive anymore. We're talking, I can't see to walk.
3: It takes a tremendous amount of logistics to not only get our medical team into the area, but also to get the right equipment and supplies. But going to these hard-to-reach places is what we do. God has called us to go to the people who are in the ditches of life. Bethany Densham shared that one of the amazing things about the cataract surgery is that all they need is a large open room, and they can transform it into an operating room. But more importantly, It's a program that creates powerful opportunities to share the gospel with patients.
0: It is an amazing program in that um, you can pretty much go anywhere. You don't actually have to have uh, a medical facility in order to set up a cataract program. And we love the fact that it is a great opportunity to share the gospel. Uh, it's a very fast surgery. There's not a lot of recovery time. So in a short period of time you can reach a lot of people. You have such a, a, a beautiful opening in that you're bringing sight to the blind and there's such great stories in the Bible about Jesus healing blind people and so automatically you just have a, a great opportunity to to talk to them about the gospel.
3: Next, I want Bethany to walk you through the clinic so you can hear for yourself the process of this program.
0: In the morning, we're sitting outside the screening area under this tree. They'll probably be uh, anywhere from 50, 75 up to 100 patients and then their caregivers with them. So, they'll typically be quite a large crowd here under the tree and then we take a group of 10 or 12 at a time into the uh, initial screening area where um, we'll go to next. So we're walking into uh, the screening area which is just a large room um, with benches that are along the walls and we have about 30 patients in here and this is where our um, screening team will begin just double-checking that all of these patients are actually good candidates for surgery.
1: I normally take the intraocular pressure. That's uh, how the eye tears flow. Because sometimes when the pressure or the tears are increased in someone's eyes, which is not flowing the way, the right way, then that patient has increased or reduced or normal.
0: So we're out here on the veranda outside of the, the screening room and this is where those patients that were identified as good candidates for surgery are then registered.
5: <laughs> tell, tell her we're taking to do some more tests and then we'll go to surgery. <laughs>
0: So typically, um, many of them, you know, will tell us they've either, you know, walked for days or come by motorcycle or, um, you know, if they were fortunate to be able to come by a vehicle. But most of them um, carry a stick and are led by a family member or a caretaker. Sometimes it's a small child who will bring them, and many of them travel for quite a distance. So each of them has to be hand led um, to where they're going, and. You have to be able to explain to them if there's a step up or a step down or somewhere that they need to be mindful of um, so that they don't stumble. And a lot of these patients are very elderly so and quite frail. So it's, um, it's just making sure you take care of them. And uh, that's just an opportunity for us to be able to show them love as well by just treating them gently and carefully and leading them along. So, so we've just come across into our um, area where we're going to begin the um, testing process. Along one side, they're waiting to go into surgery, and the other side is waiting for um, their biometry screenings. Um, I'm working with the patients where we measure the eye. We measure the length of the eye so that we know what lens the doctor needs to put into their eye. One of us works with one of the machines and then another person works with the other. We join those two measurements and then, voila, we have the measurement for the lens. So then right next to the biometry area, they just come across a little ways and we've got the blocking area. So this is the part where they get the anesthesia that will um, help keep them from having pain during the surgery and it will keep them from moving the eye, which is really, really key. So we are just coming off of the blocking area into the OR. Uh, This is where the surgeries take place. And um, we have three beds that we set up in the OR.
2: So there's several layers that we go
0: through as we're going um, cutting down into the eye. We go through the conjunctiva, so we're cutting down through that. So typically, most of these surgeries will take about 10 minutes. Um, some will take a little bit longer if there's, you know, a harder. Uh, Surgery. Some of the cataracts are very, very dense here. So we're on now the back veranda. We're uh, just outside the operating room, and this is where we do all of our sterilizing of our instruments.
1: When the uh, instruments come out of the OR, we uh, wash them off real good and rinse them off real good and make sure that the, the sets are put back together, and we put a steam indicator in with each set that we know that the temperature has been high enough for long enough that our it guarantees that our instruments are sterile.
0: So we've just come out the back veranda and this is where we've set up tents for the patients to come following their surgery. Uh, so... Once they leave the operating room, somebody will lead them around to this area, and there's mats laid on the ground and tents um, to shelter them from the sun. And then tomorrow morning um, is when their eye patches will be taken off.
2: Uh, Baba, let
0: me take your patch off, okay? (laughs) Can you see me?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: can I, you can see me?
1: <laughs>
3: the Counteract Mission is such a beautiful picture of the gospel. We see people literally brought from darkness into light. Wall is one of those patients who received surgery. He had been blind for three years, and he shared with Caitlin how hopeless he felt. <laughs>
1: He said actually to be blind nothing nothing good is there uh, one you cannot able to see where you are going and also you become a burden to people because you will be calling your children lead me here, take me there they can do that for some time but sometimes you feel like they are tired even your wife you, they become tired and they, they, the badness of that Nobody is really helping him the way that he can help himself. So he said, uh, To be blind, nothing is good there. You are just like living in a, in, a, in a dark fit. So you don't know where you are going, you don't know what to do.
3: He described being blind like a prison. Here's what he said on the day that his eye patch was removed
1: To be led all the time, you are like in the prison. Today today is a is a great day that we can even have conversation of laugh and joy because I can able to see what you are seeing today.
6: Yeah, you have laughed and smiled throughout the whole conversation. Is that
1: is that new? Ah <laughs> This is very new. I was just like this. I was not even smiling at people. What am I going to smile at? Because I'm not seeing anything. Right? This is very this is very brand new. I'm keeping on smiling now and then because I'm seeing uh, the nature of God.
6: Your joy has been restored.
1: It has been restored.
3: I can't help but smile when I hear the joy and laughter of that moment. And this doesn't just happen for wool. It happened for hundreds of patients who received cataract surgery. Over the course of the week, our team completed 442 surgeries.
0: I mean, it's just been an amazing week and I love this program because um, even though it's exhausting and you work long hours and you're on your feet all day long, it's just so rewarding because um, you have just hundreds of people that are coming through the gate and most of them, um have lived for several years if not you know um, more than that with no ability to see and so all of their um, activities of daily living they they depend upon somebody to come and help them even to get their food or you know to lead them anywhere that they're gonna go then you, watch them walk out of the compound on their own and know that they've gained a level of independence um, that's, you know, just so precious to them, but on top of that, all along the way, they've had opportunities to hear how much God loves them, and that to me is the most precious part of the whole thing. You know, I go back often to the Gospels and where it talks about Jesus healing the blind, and um, my first cataract mission, I remember I was working in the operating room, and um, I was looking down and I thought, these cataracts look just like fish scales almost as they come out of the eye, and it's it's like this opaque um, kind of scale-looking um, cataract, and I, there's a, a story in the Bible, but it talks about where Jesus healed this man that was blind, and it says And scales, like fish scales, fell from his eyes. And I thought, he must have had cataracts. Like, it looks exactly like that when you're, you know, seeing them come out of the eye. And it's no wonder nobody can see through that. And I shared with the team from Isaiah 42, where it talked about, you know, um, how Jesus came. Um, so that the blind could see. And I know a lot of that is referring to spiritual blindness, but and he talked about how it's like living in a dungeon and um, being in a a place that has no light. And I think a lot of these people are living like that, and so to be able to see again is just, you know, an amazing thing for them.
1: (laughs) I used to hear the Word of God, but I don't bother it, and I don't pay attention to it, and I don't even have hope that the Word of God can really heal people. But when I came here, I was told the Word of God and really penetrated into my heart. And she totally believed that the Word of God can help people in so many ways.
6: How will believing the Word of God, how is that changing your life?
1: What I know from myself, I surrender my life totally to Jesus.
6: And then today, you had your eye patch taken off. What was your first thought when your eye patch came off? We saw you celebrate. What were you thinking?
1: I, I was full of joy. It was like I was just being bombarded by the joy. And I know that joy is not from me, it's coming from God. So I was full of joy and that's why I pops up and just you and kiss everyone that was around me uh, because I was full of joy.
3: Joy was a common
1: theme of the week.
3: Next, I want you to hear from Annette Bennett. Annette is a nurse who lives and
5: works in South Sudan full-time with Samaritan's Purse. The cataract mission is really just such a great joy, and it's, you see these instant results. Um, you know, for, for many of these people, life is really hard here. Um, food is scarce. Travelling is difficult. Collecting water, every basic necessity is incredibly hard work. And, uh, and, you know, being blind obviously makes that even harder. <clears throat> so to, to be able to bring somebody's sight uh, and to be able to do that uh, alongside uh, teaching them about who Jesus is, maybe they've heard before, but to have that connection, um, again, reinforced, to have somebody care for them, uh, and and then to have the pastors sit with them one-on-one. It's just, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful mission. It's a beautiful illustration of going from darkness to light uh, and hearing about God um, God's Word at that same time and God's promises. And one lady, I think, really illustrated that um, yesterday. She was singing as she was just in the pre-screening, so she hadn't even had a surgery, and she was singing her name in her language and that... Um, This is her name and God is with her because she's here. She's going to have surgery. So something like that were the words that she was singing. The fact that she was coming in and sitting just to, you know, I think these people sometimes feel so far away from everything, and particularly women, Nobody thinks about them. Nobody goes out of their way for women. And for this woman, what really was special for her was just to be treated, to be led into a room, to be screened by a doctor, to then be led to have her registration done. All of those things were, you know, and for her to then say, God is remembering me. And I think it's a real testimony that they are valuable and um, every person is precious and valuable in God's sight. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
3: she was singing just at the hope of having her eyesight restored. She had a full day waiting ahead of her, but she rejoiced at the hope of seeing again. Caitlin talked to her as she waited for her screening to measure her eye.
1: Uh, she said, I'm very grateful and I'm very happy for your coming. In order to come and help us, with the people who are in town, so that we can see the beauty of God again. We can hear that there are a lot of good things. There are beautiful trees, there are beautiful animals, there are beautiful people coming from America, but we don't see them. But this is the time so that we can see again. So I'm very grateful, and she's saying, I, I'm, I'm willing even to sing. Because when you are happy, you can, you can sing.
6: How long have you not been able to see?
1: Five years she has not been seeing. Three years without seeing completely, and two years I was seeing a little bit. But say my heart, my heart is full of sweets. My heart is like dancing because I'm going to a place where I'm going to see. He's saying I'm waiting, hopefully that my my eyes are going to be open, but tomorrow I may see again.
5: And then today when she had the patch taken off, she leapt up and she was singing, um, praise the Lord, I haven't been forgotten. I haven't been forgotten. God remembers me. Today I know he remembers me. And that was a great joy.
2: I can just
6: see your joy all over your face as you had your patch removed. You were so
2: joyful.
1: She's saying the day that I see the light, I was really praising my God, saying I was not seeing my beauty, but now I can see myself and I can see my body. So I'm grateful that I can I can see my beauty that God has put on me.
6: And we met you when you were going through the screening, and you were joyful even at the hope of surgery. Even before you could see, you were praising God.
1: He said, "I'm very grateful since the day one that I'm being registered, and I'm going to to see again." I was having, I was living with that hope that I'm I'm going to see again, and that's why I keep singing. So, I, and that was the song that I just composed that I'm going to see, and I'm going to see the beauty of God.
3: She came from a village far away. She traveled for two days, walking before she finally reached a point where she could hire a car to Tanj. After five years of darkness, she was willing to walk for miles and miles, and she rejoiced at the prospect of having her vision restored. At this physical
1: restoration, her eyes were opened to Jesus' love for her. I I know since the time that God has created me, to be human being, I know that the love of God is existing and it is there. But when I came here, I found I found the love of God is deeply rooted uh, in the people here. That's why you came so that you demonstrate God's love by opening uh, my eyes so that I can see the nature of God again. Because God loves you. See, now I can see you. I can see your white teeth and I can really, <laughs> I don't know how to, say, to thank God for that.
6: You
3: can just hear the joy as you listen to them laugh and celebrate together. It made me feel like I was right there in the clinic with them. Santino was another one of our patients. He was blind for three years before receiving cataract surgery.
6: How did being blind change your life?
1: My, my life was very bad. It was, it cannot be compared with, with anything. It was so uh, bad. If I want to eat, I have to touch the food so that I can find out where the soup is. And where the 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 paper food or the another food is, so that I can get and eat it. Uh, tomorrow morning, he will be going to the market by himself. So that I will go and show myself to the people who see me that I was a blind man, but I'm not going to be blind again. They will sure. be so surprised, and nobody will ask me. And nobody is. I'm not going to call somebody to lead me. I'm very I'm very okay now. I can see, and I'm very happy.
6: <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's <laughs> amazing.
1: <laughs>
3: As you can hear, Santino was ecstatic. He kept jumping up and down and dancing, and this was the type of joy our patients celebrated and the team witnessed this day after day. I love this subsurgical specialty team and the impact that they have. They are physically giving sight to people, but more importantly, giving spiritual sight. People are understanding the power of the gospel as they're given their vision. And Jesus laid down His life so that we could be saved. I love what he says in Luke 4:18 through19. "The spirit of the Lord is on me, because He anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. He has set free the oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And the gospel of Jesus Christ does that. It gives us sight. It sets us free and gives us eternal life. I'm, again, so thankful for these teams and the patients that are free from bondage, both physically and spiritually. Uh, If this episode blessed and encouraged you, would you please share it with a friend? Um, And also, if you're able, would you leave a comment or post a review wherever you're listening to this podcast? Um, And maybe let us know your favorite part and how we can continue to bring stories that touch your heart. Thank you so much. We thank you for your prayers and your listening to this episode. I hope you have a great week.